0: gotta get some new pictures for an introduction (laughs) i'm about 60 pounds lighter and you're you you you, you've 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 definitely uh i look older you've gotten you've gotten better looking oh thanks (laughs) Thanks. oh yeah yeah the macho man agrees (laughs) (laughs) absolutely well folks welcome to no credentials required where you don't need a press pass to talk sports we are presented by belly up sports in association with Gods of the media my name's ryan mccarthy i'm one of the hosts of the show and to my right is a man who was in it to win it on saturday at the saratoga beer summit we got dustin henry dustin, <laughs> what's going on tonight i was in it to win it but i didn't try as many beers as you sir you you
1: you uh i ran into some old friends there well they're, they're both you know they're friends of both of ours but uh, i ended up talking to them. For a little bit longer and uh i didn't realize how long i was talking and you got in a few more beers than i did at the I time did. uh I did. But, you know i gotta i gotta say i enjoyed myself at the beer summit but there weren't there weren't that many beers that really knocked my socks off i don't know what i was expecting but i didn't get like you know i wasn't i wasn't like wasn't one of those beers where i was like oh i gotta go out and get this one you know a lot of them i had had before or i had some from the brewery before and knew I already enjoyed them. So there weren't as many new discoveries such as life when we're met, uh, when you're uh, a person that drinks a lot of beer, like both you and I, uh, are (laughs) true.
0: Yeah. It was like, it was a good time. I I appreciate you invite me out. I know it's, it was, it was free 99 as, uh, some of our friends like to say. Oh Uh, yeah. But, uh, (laughs) yeah. Would I go again? Maybe.
1: Yeah, possibly uh, but, if they had a bunch of different vendors, maybe I don't know.
0: Now, if we did a live stream from there, that would be fantastic. Oh yeah, that'd be
1: pretty. Front. That'd be pretty sweet. We'd get yeah, a little no sure. credential no creds uh, meetup out out there.
0: You know, people fly for, in for all the local cred heads. All yeah, all the local the mighty five one eight. Yeah, yeah really I, don't many, I don't know how many.
1: I don't know how many local cred heads we got here.
0: Hey, I mean we're growing. I, I I'm hoping we're growing. I mean, yeah. come on, I mean. You know, I, I got uh, I got some people who are I got some new peeps who have said that subscribed. So we'll awesome. see what we'll 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 see uh, what's going on, and we're still at the 348 subscriber mark on oh, YouTube, but that's okay. That's okay. We're two away from tree fitty. but <laughs> in the meantime, we me tell you before we get into tonight's episode, we're going to talk. We're going to let you know about. Our social media channels are down here below Twitter, Instagram, and just now, again, scarcely use TikTok. It's at no, no creds, req Facebook.com forward slash nocredsreq. YouTube.com forward slash at no creds, req. And if you wouldn't mind, please do us a favor and like, comment, share, and subscribe to all of our social media networks. We're also going to be, we're also, uh, we wanna, also want to thank those of you who have joined us on the Belly Up YouTube channel. Uh, it is on and, and also our Rumble channel, as both of those will be replayed at 8 a.m. the following morning. On the podcast side, subscribe to the podcast on whichever podcast platform you are on, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Good Pods, TuneIn, Pandora, wherever you podcast, rate and review. A five-star review would be plenty good. Also, if you're on a platform where you can review the podcast, Please leave one. We might even read it on the air. And because it's a live show every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern and some Saturdays, Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, we want you to engage with the show. Got a couple comments out there already, but I know, Dustin, we all feel better even, even after drinking a lot of beer mm-hmm. at Saratoga Beer, beer, uh, the beer Summit. You got to hear that sound to make yourself feel better.
1: You'll level me out.
0: Here we go. That's right, folks. Engage with the show. We want your comments. We've already got a couple of comments already from Doctor Lady Esquire, who says sports ball, and our old friend Staniel Smooth from the Time to Be Us ah. Staniel Smooth podcast says, "Hear me out, chicken roll, bacon, egg, and cheese." I would I would try that. Cinnamon roll bacon egg and cheese. I'm all over that. You, 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 hold the cheese and we'll talk, Staniel. Hold the cheese and we'll talk. I'm
1: I, I'm with you, Staniel. Maybe it's cuz we're both Seahawks fans, but I I like what you're putting down there. A Little savory, little sweet. I like the combo. I like I it now. Now do you put the icing on both sides or do you have the icing just on the top one could be a messy sandwich these are the questions see now you got me engaged now see how these comments work do you want to listen to debates about a pork roll that i have never heard about and i didn't realize was a thing outside of new jersey is it taylor ham is it pork is it pork roll we're going to
0: find out <laughs> oh he also says his girlfriend's a baker she liked that idea hey hey it's hey, it, it look if you talk to a baker who says, "Yeah, it's a great idea," <laughs> go with it, man. Go with it. And by the way, coming soon, a no kitchen required food review. We're gonna do a review of regional foods from around the Northeast. So, Taylor ham, yes, I said Taylor ham, Jersey G. Live with it. <laughs> uh, I, I think I, we got we gotta come up with a list of regional foods that we gotta try. So, yeah, we'll our, figure it our, out for our YouTube channel. We'll we'll figure it out. But now we're going to get into the meat and, potatoes, mm, meat and potatoes of tonight's episode. We're going to talk about the first topic, storming the court. And there have been a couple instances this year in college basketball. Again, neither Dustin nor I really follow college basketball yeah. that much. But this has become the topic du jour uh, in the world of college basketball. We had an incident last weekend where a Duke basketball player went on social media, actually almost got into a fight with a Wake Forest fan after Wake Forest beat Duke. And the fans stormed the court. And the fans stormed the court. A player got run into, I forgot who it was, Philip Philip Kowski, I think his name is. Uh, he got run into by a Wake Forest fan. We had a similar incident last month when Kaylin Clark Caitlin mm-hmm. Clark got run into and, well, Looked like she knocked over an Ohio State basketball fan, but it uh, looked like the Ohio State fan flopped like LeBron James. Uh, <laughs> oh. But but it's the question. Yeah, I, Well, I've, I've heard different talk shows talk about it. Heard my guys, LeVacian guys, talk about it yesterday on their program. Uh, great show. Go check it out. It's 3 to 5 Eastern on Fox Sports 980. Great mm-hmm. show. I would have to wonder, Dustin, and I want to get your opinion on this. And again, we're both of us, neither of us really follow college basketball. I, I wish yeah. I'd gotten, I, I wish I'd gotten Suby from Theater and College Sports. He's our, he's our college, college, uh, Theater and College Sports, uh, college hoops, excuse me. Uh, he's our local, he's our, he's our expert on all things college basketball and belly up sports. Check out his podcast. Again, it's called Theater and College Hoops. Really would have liked to get his opinion. But Dustin, let's, I'll get your opinion. We've had these incidents that happen over the, over this year. Should storm in the court be banned, or do we need to re, do we need to review or reform how court storm storm in the court is done uh, when it comes to the fans in college basketball?
1: I mean, I'm of two minds about it, right? Because uh, and I I almost want to lean more towards keeping it in place but reforming some things using some common sense uh, allow the players to get off the court. You know, that would do, that would be my first thing because you don't want, you don't want any, uh, you don't want anything to happen because this is, this is all it's going to take in today's society. It's going to be that, that someone is going to get seriously injured from this, and then it will be thoroughly examined because, I don't want to take away the jubilation. It's part of college sports. It's always, it's always been a thing and it's something that, that does happen. But at the same time, I mean, think back, we all remember that image of the, of the, uh, the, the gentleman running beside Hank Aaron when he hit his, uh, when he hit his record breaking home run, right? Everybody remembers that and they're going, oh, what a, what a great, great thing. Um, they're very lucky that that happened in the 70s, if my memory is correct, and didn't and didn't break bad, you know because then we had we had some disturbing incidences where um, I think a father and son went on the field a few years ago, I think at a Royals game and attacked somebody. It was you mm-hmm. know we've had some incidences in other sports. we all everybody remembers at least I do and I know you do, Ryan. Uh, Monica Seles that was a terrifying in- ooh
0: that was a scary moment yeah where where a
1: fan got on the court and, and you know and uh or or a person i don't know if they were a fan it,
0: it, it was it was just, no it she the guy was legit stalking her oh okay it was a stalker, went to one of yeah. her, yeah went to one of her went to one of her matches and somehow managed to elude security i mean this is yep. the 90s when security was a lot looser yeah but he jumps down he stabbed her right between the shoulders.
1: Yeah, I remember and that. The, the yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah, that's a so.
1: Situation. So that's the thing that I'm that I'm thinking of. I'm not I'm not thinking that anybody wants to do anything nefarious at a college basketball game. But my point is, we're never thinking that somebody wants to do something nefarious because the majority of us never would. But I do think that the celebrations can get out of hand sometimes. So mm-hmm. I'm of the mind of keeping it but regulating it, have a certain time period where you allow the players and coaches to get off the court, get to the sidelines, get to the locker room, wherever they want to go, then let the yeah. fans go crazy. Let them celebrate because uh, the fans, they realize what they're signing up for. When they storm the court, if something happens to them, I think they, I think they understand there's a modicum of risk in doing so. But I also go to the, the celebrations where the goalposts uh, get ripped down in uh, football that that could that could go really badly you know yeah (laughs) so so i think there is room for some reform but what about what about you ryan
0: yeah i mean we've talked about how in pro sports uh, i remember seeing footage of chris champ after the 1976 alcs when chris chambliss hit that infamous home run that sent the yankees to the world series for the first time in i think 14 years 13 years um Christian was hit that memorable home run and the fans the fans stormed the field they were they and it, same thing happened in uh with the New York Mets in 1986 after they won the I think they won it wasn't the World Series it was the it was when they clinched the division the fans stormed the field taking out chunks of field because that was the first time since 1969 that they had uh that they had won a division title yeah uh we also had and as uh, I go say lady Doctor Lady Esquire, with the comment, "What about the kissing bandit?" Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, I remember we've, that. Yeah. We've also seen our share of streakers. Oh on the yeah, field too. Remember Super Bowl where that guy was wearing the Borat suit, streaking the field?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And Kevin Harlan with that magical, magical <laughs> play-by-play call on Westwood. <laughs> <laughs> yes. i need to bring it up I just, that was just a that was a he
1: is a you know i i always now kevin harlan i have no problem with him calling football games i love to hear him call football games but i will always think of him uh as a basketball announcer because that's where i first heard the dulcet tones of one kevin harlan and also for my past, for some of you that go way back with me, you know I used to do a video game podcast for a few years. And uh, that's where I remember he was in a couple of um, NBA video games. A um, couple of them, it was it was built. One was, if memory serves, it was him and Bill Walton. And there was a couple iconic lines from that series of video games.
0: <laughs> yeah, I found, I found the call, the streaker uh, from Kevin oh, Harlan. Man. We got to hear it. Yeah. And down 503 to go. Someone has run on the field. Some guy with a brawl. <laughs> and now he's happy being chased. He's running down the middle of the 40. Arms in the air and a victory salute. He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. Pull up those pants. <laughs> 30. He breaks a tackle from a security guard. The 20. Down the middle. And The 5. He slides at the 1. And they converge on him at the uh, goal line. Oh, oh man. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. <laughs> and the players with hands on hips at the other end of the field are looking at him and shaking their head and saying, "Why, oh why, is this taking place in a Super Bowl?" But at that time, it's thirty. It, it is it's thirty-one to nine. The game's pretty much over. It's yeah, not the, the 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 Buccaneers were dominating the Chiefs at that point. It's a blowout, and. Yeah, great opportunity, opportune time to go and and do such a thing. Mm. <laughs> but let's go back. Let's go back to the original topic: the store and the court. Yeah, I think there should be there should be measures taken by security at those arenas. So, mm. and yeah, you don't want your you don't want someone's best player to get hurt because somebody got stomped on uh, during a, a post game celebration because of your university's enthusiasm. You also don't want your best player to get hurt because of a court storm celebration. Yeah. So you, what I think what you need to do, Dustin, and I think you, you alluded to pretty well, take the measurement, take those measurements, take the time to cordon off the cordon off the students with, with rope, make sure that the both teams get a chance to exit the exit, the, uh, to their respective locker rooms and have to get off the court as soon as possible. And after that, let them, let them, let them, let them go. Let them storm the court then because you don't, it, well, you don't also don't want a situation where it could be the turn where it could affect the outcome of the game. Mm-hmm. So instance, so for instance, you don't want students to storm the court too soon, especially in a tight game, like a one point game, you got a few seconds left and what if a student just a couple students just happen to run the court that's a technical foul that's two free throws yeah and that could affect the outcome of the game right then and there so you're avoiding injury you're avoiding situations that could turn out the outcome of the game i think it, i think it would just be best to it just be a great idea it would just be best to just reform Court storming. Let the students. Let students celebrate. It's their school. It's their. It's. I mean, eventually one day they're going to tell their kids, their grandkids, the story about how they had the, the the great upset. They saw the great mm-hmm. upset of their team live in person, and they're going crazy. It, it, the kids go crazy. It's a great story to tell, but in reverse, it could be one of the worst things that happens to your to your program. Like it, it, I think that. If you, if, you, if if the NCAA had some stones because they don't have much anymore in terms of their <laughs> in, ter, in terms of in terms of disciplining universities, unless it's NIL related, then it's you know whatever. Um, I think they all put these measurement these these measures out because you you want to avoid injury, you want to avoid the risk of having someone school sue your school. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that it matters, and the endowments of a lot of these universities are in the billions. But you want to avoid, you want to avoid liability. You want to avoid, you want to avoid your your place in the standings in case something, in case it, it affects the game. That's just that's how I feel about it. And if let us know in the comments, uh, whether you're watching live or on replay, or if you're if you're following us on social media, what do you think about storming the court? Should it be banned by the NCAA? Should it be reformed? what can you do what can we do to to make sure that nobody gets hurt and the outcome of the game is not uh is not affected let us know yeah
1: engage with us please and yeah, also engage- if you if you're not watching live and you listen to the replay and you say hey I'd like to sound off about that come on over to our discord and jump in there the
0: water's nice yeah, and warm absolutely i'll the link in the description on our facebook and our youtube and in our, and our youtube uh, in our YouTube description. Uh, also, will be in the podcast description as well. So join us. No trolls.
1: I want to express that.
0: No yeah. trolls. We will drop the band hammer. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. I won't be I'm looking at the random guy that told me
1: I look like Elon Musk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a 12 year old kid. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> All right. So, our next topic of discussion for this Tuesday night, because again, football seasons on the offseason, the off season so we're gonna need we need things to talk about and tonight especially we're going to talk about a new commissioner to major league baseball it's coming in 2030. <laughs> rob manfred <laughs> rob manfred made it clear that 2019 when his contract ends in 2019 at the end of the 2019 season he will not he will not re- renew it unless uh somebody else says yeah let's uh, let's re-up you I happen to think this is a good move for Rob Manfred because he's one of the least popular commissioners of memory. <laughs> uh, you could go back to Peter Ubroth. You could go back to uh, Faye Vincent. Uh, you could go back to Mr. Uh, Giamatti, uh, Vincent Giamatti, uh, who unfortunately passed away during his, uh, during his uh, tenure as, as major league baseball commissioners right before Faye Vincent took over and banned pete rose from baseball forever because of his uh his uh miss mis- uh his, his transgressions mis- yeah his tra- yes there is tra- there we go transgressions so here now i kind of announced it, i kind of alluded to it on the corner booth podcast on thursday for their pregame. i kind of alluded to it yesterday on snowman in the morning uh it's on the youtube it's on the youtube channel i uh, was on his program yesterday morning But I kind of want to go into my candidacy, why I'm declaring my candidacy for Commissioner Major League Baseball. And yet, I know, I just want a disclaimer. I have no law experience. I have zero law experience whatsoever. I have zero experience as an owner. I have zero experience as a player. But I believe the fans, they deserve to be heard. And I'm a fan. And a lot of times we get sick of the crap that the players do. We get a lot sick of the crap the owners do. And we especially dislike Rob Manfred and his tenure as Major League Baseball Commissioner. He's the man who almost single-handedly ended the tr- we, we wouldn't not have had a 2020 season if the MLB MLBPA to their credit step in and help out and say, Yeah, we'll take we'll take uh, reduced salaries, we'll take all these pro- we'll take all these uh we'll take all these measures to to." to mitigate COVID and whatnot because mm. we didn't know what's going on with that uh, back in the day, back in 2020. Guys are playing to empty stadiums and uh, until the until the playoffs. Uh, state of Texas, God bless them. God bless them. Said, yeah, we'll let fans in the stands. We're not afraid. But, Rob Manfred, thank you for your service. But in 2029, it's time to say goodbye. And it's time to bring in One Ryan McCarthy, a.k.a. Reichardamus, a.k.a. Saki Master, a.k.a. Encyclopedia Ritanica. There you go. As your new commissioner of Major League Baseball. (laughs) So let's go over some of the parameters or some of the platforms that I will have running for Major League Baseball commissioner. Number one, no more blackout restrictions. No more blackout restrictions.
1: I know this is big for you.
0: (laughs) This is huge for me because I went on a little a rant a couple weeks ago about it and i'm gonna bring it back because this is an evergreen topic on the show and, uh, it's, and, our and show. it's our show it's our show and that we i personally hate blackout restrictions i'm pretty sure you do too dustin because yeah. whenever i want to watch a game if i have an mlb subscription mlb.tv subscription or an mlb subscription on my i on my phone i can broadcast i can listen to the radio call of the yankee game I cannot watch it on my computer unless I install a VPN, and and the signal will broadcast it some, from somewhere else. Then I can watch it, but because YES Network owns the rights to the to the to the area, uh, same with SNY with with New it's York Mets fans. And I, from, whatever, from what I remember, Jared uh, from Corner Booth was saying that. They, uh, the Arizona diamondbacks they're they're actually they're doing a good thing. They're allowing they're allowing fans to watch in in the state of Arizona. you watch any game all, well, actually I think it was all 80 all 162 games for 100 bucks. If oh. you lived outside of Arizona you have to pay 130. Hmm. but that's actually really good. It's cheaper than having to pay for yes network. Where you have to pay two hundred dollars for the year, and there's no guarantee the Yankee game will be on. Then, plus you got, plus you got to suffer through the Brooklyn Nets and New York Liberty and all that, all those yeah. other teams that they broadcast. I just want to watch the Yankee game. I don't care about the basketball. I just want to watch. I just want to watch the Yankees. Yeah. So, the, the blackouts is also it's also a form of blackmail because like we we alluded to last week or a couple weeks ago, it's a three and a half hour trip. Down to Yankee Stadium to watch a game. It's a three and a half hour trip. Oh, I'd say three and a half to four hour trip back, depending on traffic. Yeah. It's also a almost up to $250 day because you gotta pay for the ticket, gotta pay for gas, gotta pay for tolls, gotta pay for concessions. If you want a beer, it costs you 12 bucks. Mm-hmm. If you want a hot dog, if you want anything to eat, it's gonna cost you, it's gonna cost you more. If you want a souvenir, it's gonna cost you. And this also, this also doesn't grow the game. You want more fans. You, you, baseball is no longer. I'm gonna put it boldly. Baseball is no longer the national pastime. Yeah, it I would, would agree. Being, it would stop being the national pastime a very, very long time ago. So, they they gotta reengage with their fans. They for too long, they've shut out the fans from enjoying baseball. One of those ways is blackout restrictions. Not everyone has not everyone has cable. Some people have different have alternatives like YouTube TV, Fubo TV, Hulu. Like any of those, it 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 just it it it, unless you have a cable subscription or you have a another another a subscription another kind. Fans aren't gonna be focused on the product. Mm -hmm. You want eyes to you want to draw eyes. You want to attract new fans. You want to bring in new fans ending blackouts will do that. ending broadcast blackouts will do that. And make the make 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 the territory wide open for baseball. You should be able to watch any game. And this is what the NFL has smartly done. Even if even if in your area, like for instance, on the NFL Plus app, I mean it's it's 14 bucks a month, it's well worth it. Guess what I can do? If the game is not being broadcast in my area, I can just pull up my phone or bring up my laptop and I can watch the game on there, no restrictions whatsoever. Mm-hmm. That's smart. That is smart by NFL Plus. And that's the reason why more people are getting their eyes fixed on the NFL. That's why the NFL matters, even into the off season. Even the offseason is exciting. Oh, yeah. Um, it's not like that anymore for Major League Baseball. Second format. My second format is that I would reform, and I don't know if I have a right to do that. I don't know if I have the authority to do this, but if I do, I want to put my input into him. I want to reform the voting system for the uh, for the Baseball Writers Association of America and how they bring in folks in the, in the Hall of Fame, in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Because we talked about this last week, Dustin. We love yes. the show with this. Don Mattingly is it a damn shame he is not in the Baseball Hall of Fame. His first year of eligibility was 2001. His final year of eligibility is in 2015. Now he could be inducted as a manager, but he hasn't had a really stellar career as a manager. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Lady Esquire, you thing. might, you might agree with me there. Uh, she, being he's being a Dodgers manager for uh, for a minute. Mm-hmm. There needs to be reforms now. Say for say for instance, if you're a baseball writer, you have elgi- you have the right. You have you have the the you earned. The privilege to vote, in uh, voting players for the Hall of Fame. You get ten years, and then you're on you're on a moratorium for two years, because so many of these baseball writers hold a gr- hold grudges, yeah. against some of these players. Now I'll, I'll, I'll say it. I'll 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 strike some controversy here. Barry Bonds deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He does. Mark McGuire deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Roger Clemens deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Sammy Sosa, deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Rafael Palmero, Yvonne Rodriguez, Andy Pettit. All these I guys. Believe, yep.
1: I believe the yep. correct pronunciation uh, of Palmero is actually Palmary, and he was getting his 200th hit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry I had to bring that up. That that oh. House Committee or whatever it
0: was, that yeah, was the was dumbest Congress, thing. Committee on <laughs> steroids, which is a... <laughs> Waste. sort of a waste of time and a waste yeah. of resources of our waste and a waste of money. Yeah. So anyway, as I was before, before I got off topic, yeah. They uh and Pete Rose and Pete Rose with his gambling okay. and mm-hmm. he's They should be. They should be in the Hall of Fame. They say you say oh they cheat they cheated they took steroids blah blah blah. The steroids didn't hit those home runs.
1: No, nah, the steroids they didn't. Them. Have, they allowed them to recover faster but they still had to hit they still had to hit the the home runs they still had to swing the bat and another thing too now it's been a while now it's been a while but yeah. if you look at if you look at Barry Bonds career on the pirates and on his early tenure on the giants before because we all saw the bodily changes with bonds you can you can yeah. kind of pinpoint the time that he started taking okay you go back and you look at those numbers, those numbers alone, on those numbers alone, he is he is almost Hall of Fame worthy.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know who allowed all this to happen? Bud Selig. A commissioner! The commissioner of Major League Baseball at the time. Because he was so focused on trying to get people's attention after the 1994 strike and how it caused so much, so many people, caused so much pain, to the fans and it caused so many fans to abandon baseball altogether. I have a friend in high school who said who said after the strike happened at the strike ended the 94 season, he's never he's never watched a baseball game since. He could wow. care less about baseball. Wow. So so yeah. See an Expos fan. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not I don't remember what which fan he was. I remember he was a Packers fan for his foot the Packers were his football team. I couldn't remember oh, okay. what his baseball team was. But he vowed back then, 30 years later, (laughs) that he would never watch a baseball, he would never watch a baseball game ever again. And he's, he's still, he still hasn't. So the Baseball Writers Association, again, I don't know if I have the right to do this, but I would insist, I would insist on making some rules, making some changes to the voting, to how the voting is structured, because 15 seasons of eligibility. I'm sorry. It's just, it's, it's just, it's, I wouldn't say it's not too many, but it's, it's too few. But I would say keep them on the ballot for life. Eventually, those players will get the players like Don Manningly and Lou Whitaker. Alan Trammell yeah. is in the Hall of Fame as a shortstop. Lou Whitaker is not his battery partner. They were part, they were battery partners for 20, for almost 20 years on the same team with the Detroit Tigers. Only Alan Trammell is in the Hall of Fame. Lou Whitaker is not in the Hall of Fame, which is a shame. This is another shame. Yeah, his batting, his batting statistics are not impressive, sure, but his defensive but he was a monster defense at at, at behind on the defense. A ninety seven point one wins above replacement. Don Mattingly, nine time Gold Glover,
1: yeah, not in the Hall and- of Fame. Shame. And the thing is, people are people are probably going to say, and I and I'm not trying to hijack your platform. So far, yep. I agree with what you're saying, but people are going to say, "Oh, well, defensive specialists they shouldn't be in." Well, what do you call what do you call Mariano Rivera? He's a he's a pitcher. He was a closer. He had one yep. pitch, but you yep. know what he did with that one pitch? He dominated everybody, and he's he's he, he he's in. You know, like he's yep. he's he's there. I, I was there when he got inducted. I was he's, there. He is. I love Mariano, but he is the definition of a
0: specialist. But he was really yep. good at his position. Yeah, Lee Smith, same thing. Lee Smith, who I also who was inducted the same day. Lee Smith, he's also a Hall of Famer. Trevor Hoffman, I believe, yes. is a Hall of Famer too. Yeah, came out to Hell's Bells back in the day. You know,
1: I. Mm-hmm. So this argument of oh, you got to weigh the offensive and defensive stats. Well, catchers get in when their stats are not yeah. on par with some of the other um you know offensive people at different positions B- but people always say well it's harder as a catcher to generate those numbers okay where'd you come up with that if you're going to use
0: logic like that you gotta weigh defense as well <laughs> yep absolutely absolutely let me see if mike piazza is in the hall of fame okay he's in the hall of fame yeah i thought he was i thought he was it would be a shim if he was out but terrible yeah. soccer owner all-time great <laughs> offensive catcher. Th- I'll, I'll move quickly with what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to... I'll, I'll wrap these last two points up. So number three, if a team wants a new stadium, Major League Baseball should pay for half the stadium. And I'll tell you why. Because I am so tired. We saw what happened with the, with the Oakland days. We saw what happened in the Oakland days and their owner, who was worth over a billion dollars, tried to strong arm the city of Oakland who could not, they could not find a place to put a stadium in that, in that, uh, in that city. They said, "Okay, I'm just gonna move over to La- I'm gonna lo- move to Las Vegas, and if fans want to want to follow, go. Well, you're more than welcome." And I've seen some of the drawings for the new stadium. that's gonna happen. gonna go up in Las Vegas. It's an ugly stadium, <laughs> and and. On top of that, it's only going to hold like 35,000 people. Oh, that's like, not enough. How on earth how how and why? I understand McAfee McAfee Stadium, the Coliseum is a dump. We all know it, players know it, the possum who lives there no, who lives there knows it. It's the, the possum in the press box. Same I mean it's probably the same possum who moved from uh Chavez Ravine up to up to the Coliseum. <laughs> I mean, it's worse than it's worse than Tropicana Field, and that's saying something.
1: Oh yeah, Tropicana. Oof. But
0: but these owners who are worth billion. I mean, these guys are all billionaires. They know how to do business. They know what they're doing. They should not be holding the city cities hostage. And I, I at one point in my in my life, I said, yeah, these cities should definitely pay for these stadiums. No no they should not pay the they should not put up the entire cost of the mm-hmm. stadium major league baseball makes enough money nfl nba nhl they all make enough money that they can help out they can pitch in and help out with the cost of building a new stadium take the burden off these cities they got other resources to go to uh, in terms of other things to worry about not to worry about a sports stadium being built i mean they could have worked with the city of oakland i understand the city of oakland government that's another that's another podcast. I'm not very mm-hmm. reliable. Yeah, uh, but major league, major league baseball, the teams that are in those state, they're in those areas, they should not be holding these cities hostage. And on top of that, if they want to build a stadium, if they want to build a new stadium, not only will major league baseball pay for half, put up half the money for it, your team is also required to sign a five year no movement clause. While you're negotiating with those cities,
1: I like it. I like it because it 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 stops. One, I'm not saying this just because I still think the Sonics got screwed, but it also stops. It also stops thing from things from like Al Davis. Remember when Al Davis threatened to threatened to move the Raiders to Irwindale? He threatened. Mm-hmm. He threatened to move the Raiders all the time. This would stop things like that from happening because, you know, you've got this agreement in place. And also, if the owner or or the league is footing half of the half of the bill, they're going to think twice before they're they're
0: in negotiations to move already. Yeah. So MLB got to do our part in helping helping this team stay where they are. Stay where they are. My fourth. My fourth platform. I'll be very quick with this. Uh, work with Major League, work with the MLBPA to institute a soft salary cap because you see these roster, you see these rosters and how much their payroll is. I mean, the the Shohei is going to well, he's not going to make fifty million dollars, but yeah. he's his contract is worth fifty million dollars. Uh, Forty eight of it is deferred this year, so he gets paid only two, only two was on the books. But you see these giant contracts and you see these ultra low payrolls the a's the raise the i do not say the raise anymore uh, i said the a's i the Rays, i think are somewhere in the middle for payroll because they paid uh randy i think it was randy rosarena all that money i can't remember which player they, they yeah that sounds about right to or that no wander right. franco Wander. oh franco. it was wander well wow. they, might... the yeah, they gave him the. yeah they gave him a hundred plus million dollar contract
1: that might not but, work out so well
0: but think about it, like the ray, the A's, the Reds, the Pirates in a way the Royals even though they just got they just gave yeah, Bobby Witt history. Jr that huge contract. A lot of these payrolls are way below what they should be. So, we got institute a salary a soft salary cap where you have a you're you're seal, like the NHL, you you are required to spend this much money on salaries per year. And not only that, I, you you would have to have, you would have to institute, you could institute a, like in the NBA, they had the Larry Bird exception where you pay, where the team can pay, I think three players, a maximum amount for contract. And the rest of the players don't have, are, are, don't make as much money, but they're part of the, but they're instituting the salary cap, but three contracts don't have to count against the salary cap, which Players can earn as much as they want, and you, have, and you can also institute a supermax contract where the team that you're playing on can offer the maximum amount of money for a five year contract, and they get to keep players where they are. You know, I, I understand people always saying, Oh, the Yankees all they do is buy their players, the Dodgers buy their players, this and that, and another thing. Okay, we can stop that behavior if we have a soft salary cap where you can pay certain players a maximum, a maximum amount of money, as much money as you can, it won't count against the salary cap, but you have to have a salary cap floor. You have to have a floor where you have to meet a certain amount on the payroll. So those are my four platforms for com- becoming commissioner of the major league baseball. again, we got some comments we got lots of comments from Dr. Lady. She's got a lot of comments, off. Well, I was, a lot to say. And I was as gonna a baseball say fan.
1: I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I think you have some competition. And Ryan, I like I like your platform, but I know Dr. Lady, she was talking in the Discord about some of the changes she would make, and I would like to put it out there right now. I am the swing vote. I'm undecided, Dr. <laughs> Lady. So if you want if, Dr. Lady, you put your bullet points in the Discord. And 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 we'll have we'll have uh, you and Ryan can have like a debate, and you know I like having this power. I'll 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 throw my support I, to whichever I, candidate speaks to me.
0: <laughs> I, I may have to bring it. I may have to do a ten to good minutes with her and her alone. Yeah, I so, would say that would uh, be a good uh, segment. Uh oh, she says, Dustin, I have cookies. Well, that's yeah, but I got chili. <laughs> I got chili, sweetie. All right, there. Your move. All right. Let's check the comments. Before we go to commercial break, let's check the comments. Stay uh, smooth on Twitter. He says, chop cheese got to be on that list. I think he, I think we're talking, when we were talking about the uh, regional foods. Oh yeah. Uh, no food required. He says, chop cheese got to be on that list. I if you're still watching Stan, let us know what chopped cheese is. I don't know what that is. We, we have to do, do some real-time research.
1: Yeah. I mean, we got to do uh, Italian beef too, or Chicago beef, Chicago
0: style Italian
1: beef. There's there's a lots of things we can do.
0: Oh, it's a sandwich. It's a sandwich. The chopped cheese, also known as the chopped cheese, is a type of sandwich originating from New York City. Okay. All right. So yeah. we got apparently got a sandwich named chopped cheese. All right. Dr. Lee saying, we remember Hank air from, airing from the footage. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. She'll mm-hmm. say the commentary is worth the shrieking. Yeah. She <laughs> yeah, also says, I humbly accept the position of Major League Baseball Commissioner. <laughs> Wise El Jefe checking in. He says, Hello, gentlemen. And of course, we have to play. Cue that man's music. <laughs> Cue that man's music. Hit my music. The following is a public service announcement from Wise El Jefe Boston. This has been a public service announcement from Wise El Jefe. Thank you, Wise, for checking in. Oh, let's see. All right. So Dr. Lady says her first act as commissioner unbanned Pete Rose. Yeah. Yep.
1: I don't like him as a person personally, but on his baseball merits, he's in there.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Uh, She says, I have experience as a lawyer and a fan and a former employee of a baseball team.
1: Uh-oh, Ryan. She's making a compelling case.
0: The swing vote here. <laughs> I have a microphone, Dr. Lady, and you will listen to every <laughs> word I have to say. Wonka is saying, checking in, he says, I love you guys, but if I want to run across a field or court naked, that is my right. <laughs> I thought this was America. <laughs> oh, America. Uh, great is to see you, Wonka. <laughs> this is America. <laughs> Oh man, she's got a lot of comments in here. We have to go through. Um, may have to go through <laughs> these in a different chat. Actually, actually, also Wonka the Saint says Pete Rose is an all-time great. He still eats chili on spaghetti. I believe he's referring to Skyline Chili in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. That looks that looks different. I mean, out. I'll try it. <laughs> I'll, I'll get through some of these comments from Doctor Lydia. She right. Says the people just want baseball. Yeah. Uh, she mm-hmm. says ending blackouts and make going to the game more exciting. Absolutely, that's for sure. That's I would also sure. say have more day games. You got to get you got yeah. to younger
1: kids the opportunity to get out to the ballpark park, or watch it on TV. A lot of these younger
0: kids are in bed by the time the games end. Yeah, advertisers pay most of the bills for the team, make it more affordable to spend the day at the stadium. Yep, absolutely, absolutely, I agree. Uh, Bud Seelig. Turn a blind eye, and it may have hurt the sport in the long run, for sure, for mm-hmm. sure. Between the strike, between the summer, it was summer of the summer '98, which was exciting, but unfortunately, it was a magical a dark, summer. Yeah, but until it had a very dark ending. Yes. Um, which yeah, kind of stinks. Really stinks. I mean, but you know, and also the but with with strong arming these cities for uh, for a new stadium, for example, Milwaukee. He was owner of that team at the time while still yeah. a commissioner, which to me... That's a conflict, conflict of,
1: interest. of interest.
0: Yeah, there we go. Conflict of interest. I owe you a Coke. <laughs> hey, Jinx. <laughs> Jersey G checking in. Damn it, I lost your time. Cosmo for president! <laughs> <laughs> and Cosmo, of course, if you, know, if you don't know, is the mascot of one, Brigham Young University. She also says Ryan knows what real pizza tastes like. Absolutely, because... New Jersey pizza is superior pizza.
1: Oh, man. A lot That's of a New hot York pick. people are coming for you.
0: That's from the top rope, my and friend. Then, hey, and then some Chicago
1: about. people are going to come for you, too.
0: And there might be. For me. Oh, right. Of the pizza.
1: And then I was telling you, New Haven style pizza, I got to try it. I've never had it. Apparently, there's a very regional style of pizza that originates in New Haven, Connecticut, hence the name. Mm-hmm. And there's Detroit-style pizza, which I've never had, but I'll say it looks very good.
0: There is a there is a brewery we taught we tried at the Beer Summit. Walt was it the, what, the Whitman Brewing Company in Saratoga. Oh yeah, yeah. They had yeah. Detroit-style Detroit pizza. So okay, we'll, we'll, try, we'll try. We'll try that. Do a out. No, let's do a no kitchen required episode about Walt up at Whitman. Sick Diggy checking in from Norway. Greetings from Norway. He also asks, have the A's finally relocated the possums from the stadium? <laughs> I I don't know. I I'm not my brother's keeper or the keeper of what the A's do with their time in the, in the press boxes, but you know. He also said the possums needed a new home. Preferably a white wildlife sanctuary. Yes, that's the, that's the hobby horse that Sick Diggy has chosen. That the the, the possums going to do <laughs> a wildlife sanctuary. <laughs> And Dr. Lady agrees with us. It's a huge conflict of interest. And Jersey G with the last comment before we go to commercial. New York pizza is just a sloppy copy of New Jersey pizza. <laughs> oh, man. Jersey G from the top rope.
1: Yeah, she's coming off. A lot
0: of people are doing the Macho
1: Man elbow drops tonight. Oh, yeah. And uh, of, are we going to be getting into another one from one Evander Kane? Oh, yeah. All
0: right. Sorry, well, that's, my mom that, is that, that's, that's That's a teaser. Yeah, and we'll go to that, and we'll go to that topic in just a moment. This word from a, one of our commercial sponsors with Belly Up Sports, you are tuned, you are tuned in to No Credentials Required. Hey, everyone, it's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Belly Up Sports and, no, you're not, you did not see me shove two pe- a piece of bread in my mouth uh, during commercial break. Um, but Seat Geek, <laughs> listen, football may be over, but the UFL is coming. Major League Baseball is coming. NBA, NHL, they're in season. And not only are sports in season, but comedy shows are in season, always in season. Mm-hmm. Theater musicals, those are always in season. You can get yourself a great deal on those tickets by visiting SeatGeek.com. And for new customers, if you enter promo code bellyup sports at checkout, you get $20 off your order of $50 or more. So check and SeatGeek has a great way of telling you what the best prices are for the best seats you look at the seating map on your desired event the green dots will show you the best prices where you can find the best prices for the your desired game so again seek, seatgeek.com promo code belly up sports at checkout new customers you save twenty dollars off your first order your order of fifty dollars or more all right, Dustin. Let's talk about this comment by Evander Kane. An in interview is being interviewed, and I sent you this uh, meme yesterday. Also sent it to a couple other fine folks, and this is what he had to say. <clears throat> "Quote: I think Connor," he's referring to Connor McDavid, mm-hmm. "is better at his sport than LeBron, as in LeBron James, ever was at his." Close quote. Is spicy. He, Dustin, it's a spicy take. So I want to get to your point of view here, Dustin. What is your... What Do you agree? Do you disagree? What's your What's your take on uh, what Evander Kane had to say from the top rope? Okay, I feel like people are painting me into a corner here
1: on this channel because... It, I don't, no, it's just the, me. The last... <laughs> The last couple of weeks I have um I have brought LeBron James up on the show and I know he gets a lot of shade or um,
0: or, or some people refer to they ca- they can. Yeah,
1: see. <laughs> uh, now, I love Conor McGregor or Conor McDavid. Jesus. <laughs> All right, we started we started off on a great note. We're live. I love Conor McDavid. He is a transcendent talent, in my opinion, okay? He's fantastic. And on some level, I get it here. Evander is extolling the virtues of his teammate, which Evander Kane, a little bit of controversy, has some qualities that are not so desirable, but you got to love him coming to bat for his teammate here. With that being said... It's a little off base, I think, because LeBron James is currently 39 years old. I believe 39 years old. Mm-hmm. Okay, Evander Kane, are you talking, are you referring to the version of LeBron James that is using load management and resting? And he's on a Laker team that is kind of scuffling right now. In the last couple of years, the Lakers haven't done anything. Because if you're referring to that version and only that version, then I agree with you. Connor McDavid all day every day. And I say this as an Oilers fan. This is why I find myself in a surprising position because Connor McDavid is is playing the game on a level that is fantastic, okay? People I just talked about it uh, a few weeks ago. People I watched the All-Stars skills competition for the NHL Pete one of the announcers called it the Connor McConnor McDavid Invitational. Mm. But but to say that LeBron James I think we need to go back and I think that I remember this well because I was in college when LeBron James broke into the NBA and had his had his first full season in the NBA and I was also in college when we were cutting to LeBron James high school games, okay? They were ESPN was cutting to his high school games, and they were being watched. Now, at the time, I thought that was overkill. Still do. That's a lot of pressure to put on the, somebody.
0: The, and to interrupt your, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt your point, but yeah. they tend to do that with a lot of athletes. Yeah, not LeBron. Yeah,
1: he was. He was. I would say it shifted. It shifted more once. Once they did it with LeBron, but LeBron was like the one because I don't remember any footage of Kobe's high school games, Kevin Garnett's high school games. I don't remember that. But to me, in my mind, yes, they do it with more athletes now. I mean, we're gonna be seeing footage of Archman. We, we I'm surprised we haven't already seen footage of Arch Manning's high school games, you know, I I thought that that would happen. I remember they were showing footage of Jimmy Clawson. I remember seeing him. Uh, some of his high school stuff, but I feel like LeBron was kind of like, it opened the gates. It opened the gates a little bit. And I bring up Kobe and I bring up Kevin Garnett because both of those players, huge talents, okay? Huge talents, but they had their growing pains shifting to the NBA. Mm -hmm. Ron James was the first player in recent memory to me. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong to make the jump from high school directly to the NBA almost as seamlessly as possible. Now, LeBron James got a lot of flack early in his career for not wanting to take the big shot for looking to be more like Magic Johnson and less of a Kobe Bryant, less of a Michael Jordan, less of that killer instinct. But as far as athletic ability, you cannot argue with the younger version of LeBron James. He single-handedly dragged the corpse of a Cavs, Cavs team to the finals against the San Antonio Spurs. They got swept, but he got them there, okay? The talent that he had around him, there there was no talent around him and, on those early Cavs teams. I mean, go back and look at the roster. You're going to tell me Larry Hughes was a was a crusher? I, 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 I never thought I'd be in this position because it sounds like I'm besmirching Connor McDavid, and I am not doing that. But in my opinion, it is much too early. Connor's still into his career. Connor, Connor... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Connor was drafted when he's 18 years old. He's got, he's got career left. Okay. LeBron is at the twilight of his career and let's add load management be damned. I couldn't go out there at 39 years old and do what he is still doing. I think Evander Kane is a little out of pocket with this one. I think he's discounting a majority of LeBron's career, um, and I, and he's trying to pump his teammate up but i think he's a little out of pocket with this with this take and people are it's making me sound like i'm a huge lebron james fan i have i have some issues with lebron but i also think the fact that some people argue like he is not one of the greatest players that we that we've seen is 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 ridiculous i mean you you can't argue he made the jump better than
0: anybody else I would argue Kevin Garnett might have also done it. He, he opened the
1: door. He was the first one to really do it and and, and make yeah. people realize it was possible. But his his if I remember his first couple of his first couple of uh his first year in the NBA, he he struggled a little bit. Now I would have to go back and look and I could have some bias, but I remember because I was a I was ai I'll I'll admit it, I was straight up, I was a LeBron hater. When he, when I was like, why are we getting, why are we getting these high school games shoved down our throat? He's just, he's just destroying kids. Like some of the kids that LeBron played in his high school run, I get, I get where he went, but some, I was like, that kid looks 13 and LeBron Mm -hmm. looks full grown man and he's dominating the kid. (laughs) So I was like,
0: that that kid, that kid may have been 13. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm like, what's the big deal? But then once he hit the NBA, I was like, I got to shut up. I got to shut up. He, he is ready. He has made the jump. Now, the whole thing, the whole argument about, oh, we should put LeBron James at tight end and see what he could do in the NFL, that's disrespectful. That's disrespectful to NFL players. LeBron may be a hell of an athlete. But to say that he could seamlessly jump to the NFL and play tight end, ridiculous. I've never agreed with that argument. So many people say it. Yes, LeBron had a big body. Yes, he looked. He he has an athletic ability. And yes, at 18 years old, he looked like a full-grown man. But I think that take is ridiculous. But I still think he made the jump better than anybody. And people can correct me if I'm wrong. If Kevin Garnett really dominated his first year in the NBA, I will take it back. But I still think Evander Kane. I got. I got to. I got to put him in the penalty box for this one. And I'm sorry, I went on a bit of a rant there.
0: That's okay. That's okay. I mean, hey, you. I put it on. I put it on you to try to defend defend uh, somebody here. But I, yeah, I was surprised. I no, I was honestly surprised that you went the route of defending. Uh, they can
1: because I think it's too to- I think it's too early McDavid Mc, Connor's doing amazing things but I think I think to say that oh he's better than LeBron ever was we don't know yet because LeBron's playing until he's 39 we'll have to see what we'll have to see what Connor does when he's when he's 39 and you know there are so many yeah. other things the NBA is a team game but I think it's easier for one player to take over a game in aspects I mean look at Kobe's performance you know, in, in everybody, I think it was 2006, everybody said he shot the ball too much. And then he went out and he dropped like, what was it, 80, 80, 80, 82 on the Raptors? Something like that. I, I can't remember. But to me, basketball is slightly, slightly easier for one player to take over a game. The, ho- the hockey is largely dependent on um, factors outside of Connor's control goaltending, defense the other players on your line, the shifts. There's a lot more factors in my opinion.
0: Yeah. And and what's going to be interesting is that uh, I'm just trying to look up uh, his first championship. Uh, LeBron James, when he, when in in 2012, uh, won his first NBA championship. That was with the uh, Miami heat. Yep. Guess how old he
1: was all right let's see i'm gonna guess that lebron was
0: 25 he was 27 okay i guess how old Connor mcdavid currently is
1: Connor mcdavid is Connor mcdavid 27 already exactly i see that. that would have thrown me that that I I still view Connor as young because compared to me, he is, but I guess I forget how long. See, this makes me even more worried that my my Oilers are already squandering his 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 prime years.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing too, is I mean, I mean, yeah. so many people were I I you know, I, I thought about this a couple of years ago. I said there's gonna be a breaking point at some point because LeBron James reached his breaking point when he was with those all those years with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, for the first what eight seasons of his career, he was in Cleveland. He got to the he got to the NBA Finals a couple times. Decided I can't win this team. I, I'm going to go to Miami. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join a couple of my buddies, uh, being Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. We're going go to Miami. We're going to be the Kings in the NBA. He got his title first title in his, I believe it was the second season mm-hmm. in Miami when he was 27 years old. I'm surprised. Conor McDavid hasn't reached that point. At least publicly, yeah. he hasn't said he hasn't reached that point.
1: Yeah, because but the furthest twenty six.
0: Go ahead, go ahead. Go the ahead.
1: furthest, the furthest my beloved Oilers have gotten with him on the roster is that West Western Conference Final. And and yep. as far as I they know, that, that...
0: Col- they got swept by Colorado. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. I mean, and they, and they got beat in the semifinal last year to the eventual champion uh, Vegas Golden Knight, Vegas Golden Knights. Um, now, I mean, Evander Kane, he's entitled to his opinion. Of course, every athlete is. I, I don't know if he was a Michael Jordan fan growing up. Uh, I mean, I was a Michael Jordan fan growing up. And yeah. to, me, to me, the comparison is, I mean, I'm always going to say Michael Jordan was the greatest of all time. Always mm-hmm. going to say it. I'm always going to say it. I would say LeBron has similar parallels to what Michael Jordan has done. He, he and some people would say, "Oh, he's going to have, he's going to surpass Jordan. He's going to get all these titles. He's going to win all these titles. He's going to do all these things." No,
1: his time's running out.
0: He's been to ten NBA Finals. He's only won four of them. Jordan mm-hmm. was six for six in NBA Finals. Robert Ori, who deserves to be in the basketball big time Hall of Bob, fame. big big shot Bob. Yeah, big shot Bob was seven and zero in NBA Finals. Won two titles with Houston won three with the Los Angeles Lakers, then won two more with the San Antonio Spurs, which, of course, breaks the hearts of Rockets fans everywhere. But, hey, we are called if you're called to go somewhere and you're going to contribute to their team, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm neutral on this subject because, yeah, Conrad David right now is the greatest hockey player on the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, positively, hands down, the greatest on the planet. No argument there. But like you said, Dustin, you, you're comparing the front nine of Connor McDavid's career to what seems to be the back nine of LeBron James's career, and it's I think it's a little unfair of comparison. Maybe right now, I mean, but talk to the average person; they'll tell you who LeBron James is. Mm-hmm. If you if you mention the name Connor McDavid, they're gonna be like, "Oh, who's that guy?" Yeah. Because not enough players. I mean, not enough people watch hockey, even though. Yeah. Uh, and we talk about it. ESPN. They certain athletes they elevate over others. And they seem they, they're doing that with Connor McDavid. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see, when you when you see the advertisements for ESPN Plus, guess who's on there? Because they have a, they have a contract for hockey with the NHL. Connor
1: McDavid. Connor McDavid, yeah.
0: At least in the hockey circles, he's the most well-known hockey play. He's the well, most well-known player. So. I think, like you said, Dustin, the comparison's a little bit unfair. I, I mean, I, I I I just saw that one part of the quote. I didn't catch the entirety of the context of the quote. Yeah, I have to look it up right now. Uh, and Evander Kane.
1: Yeah, and,
0: it, and it's
1: just, and this is, and this is terrible for me because it's going to come off like I'm an Oilers fan, you know, besmirching Connor McDavid, and that is not the case. But I just think. Because let's not forget either how many consecutive – now, I don't know the number off the top of my head, but LeBron went to consecutive NBA finals. Like you said, he didn't win them all, obviously. Mm-hmm. He didn't He didn't come close, but you can hate his run on the Heat all you want. But then he got a lot of goodwill back because he went back, he went back, and he got a title with the Cavs. He beat that – beat, they beat that Warriors team that was a buzzsaw. You know, they, they beat – and it was pretty much – I can't remember a lot of the players from that Cavs team, but it was pretty much LeBron and Kyrie.
0: Kyrie Irving had the game-winning shot.
1: Yep. It was LeBron LeBron and Kyrie there.
0: Kyrie. There's also – who is that kid from Australia? I can't remember his name. Oh. Della – not Della – no, Della – Della – no, I can't remember his name. No, yeah. His name all of a sudden.
1: Yeah, Della Doba. De- yes. Deladova? Deladova. Yeah. 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 He, 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 <laughs> he was part
0: of the He was part of the Australia team that almost that almost beat the US for the uh basketball goal in 2016, I believe. So yeah. And bold prediction. By by the way, bold prediction from damas The United States men's basketball team will not medal at this winter at this summer's Olympics. Oh man, we'll have to see. Hold on, hold on. Let me bring up my music. Let me bring up the music. <laughs> There's your bold prediction for the Olympics. All right, one last thing. We'll go quick with this topic, but we were kind of discussing it via a uh, text message. Chicago Bears and their quarterback decision. They have the, they own the number one pick in this uh, this April's draft. They also have a former number one pick on the currently on their roster. He's been much maligned. Mm-hmm. His name is Justin Fields. Uh, I would say that most Chicago Bears fans are. Are are kind of, I went. Th- I'm not gonna say they're on the fence, but most of them want them out. They want to see another quarterback come in and be under, uh, be under Matt Eberflus's tutelage. And it wasn't well. Yeah, I mean that's that's saying much. That's saying a lot. Uh, but I guess Ryan Pace, the GM, had something to say. Uh, I know you sent me the Instagram. Yeah. Uh, Instagram story from Adam Schefter, the, the video. What he had to say about the situation. He's he's pretty much said, yeah, I'm going to come to the decision. It's going to be pretty soon. Just watch out. Mm-hmm. Now, Caleb Williams, USC quarterback, projected to go number one in the draft. I don't know if he will be. I see a lot of flaws in his game. I'm not. I see a lot of flaws in his game, including his maturity level. Um, there was that one memorable scene where after the after the usc lost to the university of washington him running to the state jumping up into the stands and crying in his mom's ar- arms to me that's kind of that, that says a little something about your character but that's nothing here nor there we're not here to uh break down the draft because we don't really do that here in this program <laughs> <laughs> we have some thoughts about the chicago bears quarterback situation dustin i'm gonna have you lead off what what would you do if you were in the shoes of one Ryan Pace, general manager of the sh- the, the, sh- the team known as the Chicago Dub Bears. The Bears. Da Bears. Well,
1: what I would do is I would I I think I'm inclined to hang on to Justin Fields and try to get a boatload of picks cuz there's going to be a team that wants Caleb Williams bad. You're going to try to get a baker's dozen of picks, if you know what I mean. Now, I just think, and this is no no, no disrespect to, to uh, Caleb Williams at all, but a lot of people have said, oh, he's one of the best quarterback prospects we've seen since Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck was the one that everybody was saying, oh, this, this guy is going to be great. Andrew Luck is in recent memory is the one that everyone was universally saying we need to suck for luck. We need, Look you know, like, this, yep. like, like he's going to be great. He was the last one that I remember that lived up to the, to the hype really. And Andrew Luck, I think he could still be playing in today's NFL if he didn't, if he didn't kind of, you know, he decided to walk away on his own terms because he said he wanted to be healthier when he was, when he was older, Andrew Luck, very smart man, but I think he could still there are teams, I guarantee you there are still teams that check in with him on the off season and be like, Andrew, you you want to come back?
0: But anyway Or at or- least be accused of reaching out to him like uh like Ursay did to the Washington Commanders last year. He went on full blast saying, You don't I will I will put slap you slap you on I will slap a tampering suit on you guys. Oh you yeah. will lose you talked to my quarterback now. Whether or not that was true, we, we talked about it months ago uh, on this on our program. Whether or not that's true, I don't really know. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's just interesting that you you brought that up about people about teams. Inquiry. Inquiring about what Mr. Andrew Luck?
1: Yeah, they want to test their luck to see if they can lure Andrew out of retirement. See what I did Ayo. there? Now, I just think though the streets are littered with oh this is going to be the next great quarterback all i have to do is bring up ryan leaf everybody remembers okay no disrespect to mr leaf he's turned his life around he now he now speaks about some of the mistakes he's made i think he i last i knew he was coaching football i think at his old high school maybe um yeah. but he's 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 kind of turned it around become a, a motivational speaker so hats off to him but the NFL, he was a can't miss prospect. Teams were wondering whether to draft him over Peyton Manning. I think people forget about that. Um, and it didn't work out. Achilles Smith, he the Bengals pinned their hopes to him. That, and I could I could go through the list. I mean, one Jimmy Clausen that was mentioned, you know, a lot a lot of people were we like I said. They were showing Jimmy Clausen's high school games, and they were saying he was going to be the next big guy. It's not a guarantee. Justin Fields, you at least know he has some talent, in my opinion. You know what he can do. I'd like to see what he can do with another year in the same scheme. To me, he's too young to give up on now. And to, to throw all year, throw it all in for Caleb Williams – I don't know. If I was the GM, I'd rather take the picks, hoard them up, give Justin Fields a little bit more time. If it doesn't work out, then maybe you use one of those picks to draft another quarterback and develop it. But to me, to throw the lot in on Caleb Williams, especially when it appears, Ryan, that there's other teams that would be very interested in Caleb. But to me, I'd rather take what I know over the unknown and that could be partially my personality, but I want to get your thoughts. I've rambled between me and my surprising LeBron defense. I've rambled on quite a bit now.
0: Yeah, um, I think if I were if I were Ryan Pace, general manager of the of one Chicago Bears, I would I would talk to the Washington Commanders, and I'll tell you why. Because a couple weeks ago, actually, about actually, roughly a month ago, it's been that long. One Cliff Kingsbury, former head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, former offensive assistant to one, I believe mean, it was a quarterback's coach, and advisor to one Lincoln Riley for the University of Southern California, where he coached one Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. He was hired by the Washington Commanders to be their offensive coordinator for their new head coach, Dan Quinn. I still chuckle when I I, I see Dan oh, as the head coach. Poor D Willie. Poor D. Willie. Uh, Drew Willie, if you're watching, we love you, buddy, and we and we we've, we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if I were if I were Ryan Pace, I'd talk to them, because I think the reason, the primary reason why the Commanders hired Kingsbury is because he's the one who knows Caleb Williams the best. He knows how to get the most out of him. He knows what kind of what kind of things he needs to work on, whether it be footwork or other technical aspects, technical aspects of the game as a quarterback position. And I would see if Washington would not only swap picks because they're second overall in the draft this year. Don't forget about that. Mm-hmm. I would talk to them and say, Hey, let's make a deal. Let's swap picks. Let's swap, let's swap draft, let's swap draft positions. Let's see if we can get another number 1 for next year. Yeah. We'll offer you our pick at 1. Well, if you if you offer if you give your pick at 2 and another first rounder in 2025 and maybe a maybe a player who can help out immediately, like a like a running back, like a like a like a Gibson or uh uh who's our other running back? I'm trying to remember, he was University of uh oh uh he got he got
1: the the running back he was shot in the leg correctly and he re, right yes. and he recovered uh trying to and yes. he's he's been running pretty well oh i had why can't i remember his name brian
0: robinson jr uh, robinson okay i knew the first yeah, so, name was brian yeah so i would say hey let's swap picks in the first round give us a give us your first rounder for next year and maybe a, a veteran running back like an Antonio Gibson who can help out who we're going to bring in this year and we'll exchange it for our number, our pick this year, a second rounder in 2025 and another player, another roster player and see if they just get the conversation going because of Cause you know, I mean, Washington, they brought in Cliff Kingsbury for a reason.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the Sam Howell, I, I love Sam Howell's heart. I don't really trust him because he makes chicken his primary mode of, of protein intake. Um, so I can't really <laughs> trust the quarterback who doesn't eat steak. But I would just put an, I just put a line out there saying, "Hey, if you want Caleb Williams, come and get him. Let's talk. Let's make a deal." However, if I were Washington's GM, I would be reticent to talk to Pete to talk to Pace because we saw what happened last year. <laughs> with one Carolina Panthers getting the, getting the their pick the number one pick that's the Chicago Bears held in that draft because they were so hard because David because David Tapper was or David Tepper was so hard uh in terms of getting himself Bryce Young instead of taking CJ Stroud first overall in the draft. Because remember Frank Reich wanted CJ Stroud. Yeah and David Tepper said nope we're going with, we're, we're going with uh, Bryce Young. How'd that work out for you? Um, I would be re- if I uh, and they basically the Bears fleece them. They got they they, they got mm-hmm. they got DJ Moore at the deal. They yeah. got the Panthers' number one draft choice this year, which turned out to be the number one pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. So I would be very hesitant if I was the Washington Commanders GM now. I think for as much criticism as Justin Fields has received, he hasn't gotten a lot of help as Mm -hmm. the Chicago Bears quarterback. Their offensive line is garbage. Their wide receiver core is garbage.
1: With the exception of DJ Moore.
0: With the exception of DJ Moore, but the jury's still out on him. And you can say, in a sense, Darnell Mooney. He had some pretty big plays last year. Almost, should have caught that ball against Cleveland for the, in that game-ending Hail Mary, which turned into an interception, which ended the game because that's so Chicago Bears. Yeah. But the the Bears it, the Bears like the Jets did with Sam Darnold, and also you could argue with Zach Wilson. They haven't given Justin Fields a chance to succeed, which is mm-hmm. why so many people want him out. Which I think is a little unfair. Yeah. Because they set him up for failure right out the gate. And yes, the primary mode of his playmaking ability has been on the on the run with his legs. Mm-hmm. You haven't really seen a whole lot of his passing ability. So, I would think before possibly trading him, yeah, you could probably get some sort of you could probably get some return for him uh, in terms of in, in terms of the draft, in terms of uh, collecting draft, mm-hmm. getting draft a capital. Uh, the the Bears did that really well last year. Yeah, and we'll see what happens in the future. But I, I would put it out there. I mean, yeah, I would. Look, I would shop around to see if everybody wants Justin Fields. If they don't. If they don't want him, you have to live with him for another year. And this is his fourth. We're coming into his fourth season with a fifth year, a possible fifth year option. Let's see what happens in year four. If you can't find a button, if you can't find a, a buyer for Justin Fields, I know he's been linked to Atlanta. So yeah. I'm, people say he's been linked to Pittsburgh
1: Pittsburgh yeah I've seen that <laughs> which Pittsburgh I've seen a lot of stuff there there's some rumblings about Russell Wilson going to Pittsburgh you know that would be <laughs> that'd be strange for me um very strange but I, but I do have to you know the thing is cuz I I had to remind myself I looked up I looked up the Bears record from last year they were 7 and 10 okay and that's yeah. that's with Eberflus I gave him and I and I borrowed inspiration from you because you used to call Brendan Staley Brandon Staleyfield because he would make leads disappear. Well, if you remember, in probably about November on this program, I went on a similar rant after Matt Eberflus blew yet another lead to the Minnesota Vikings on Monday night football. Terrible game, but it was a a game that the Bears could have won. So to me, no, I, they I won
0: that game. Oh, they, they won that, that they one. That's lost. right. They could they could have lost that game. Though.
1: They could have lost it. I reversed it, but it made me think because there was a, there was what spurred this on. I reversed it, and my apologies. But what okay. spurred this on is I remember Mike Tirico saying that that was Matt Eberflus's first divisional win. You know, like it's for it's ridiculous. That hurts. That hurts. he so, so after that, after and I did some research because I couldn't believe it. After that, we christened the nickname of Iberfloodini to Matt Eberflus because I think there are a few games that were winnable for the Chicago Bears that he screwed up. So, you know, to me, you can't put it on Justin Fields. It's kind of like you said, it's not it's not fair. And I and I'm trying to remember this is really going back, but I believe. Justin Fields missed significant time due to injury during one of his first seasons, so really he hasn't had as much time as people yeah. think. And there's been turmoil at the at the head coach position uh, on the Bears for a bit now.
0: Yeah, he had, he also missed time this season because I believe it was a broken thumb. Yeah, I think so. He broke his thumb or broke? His, oh, no, he broke his finger. That's right. He broke his finger on throw his throwing hand, so he missed some time there, but. I don't know, the Bears. I think it all comes down. To, I think it all comes back to the McCloskey family or the McCloskey family, and how they've had their tentacles around this franchise since ha- since George Halas passed away, mm-hmm. and they've won. They've won one Super Bowl in the Super Bowl era. They've been to two. They've won one, but it always seems like there's such a big gap in between Super Bowl appearances. And we all know the Bears are are known for their defense. Monsters of the Midway they they'd known for their defense and they played pretty decent defense this past year but they're off they can never seem to to mm-hmm. figure it out on offense and fun fact for you dustin do you know the chicago bears have never had a four thousand yard passer
1: oh wow no i did not know that
0: yeah the closest who came to four thousand oh, yards for that franchise was jay cutler
1: Oh, okay. Jay Cutler. Cause I was going to say, if you come out with the name Rex Grossman right now, I'm going to be like out of my mind Dexy, Rexy or, or, uh, <laughs> Kyle Orton, you know, uh, but, oh. but, but that's, see, that's the thing to me, Justin Fields. While he may not, he's far from perfect, but to me, he is the known because, because correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, but if, if your hypothetical scenario of the Bears swapping picks with Washington, that would, leave, that would leave Chicago open to possibly, if Washington takes Caleb Williams number one overall, if I'm the Bears, I swing right in there. I grab Marvin
0: Harrison Jr. at number two. Yep, absolutely. That's what absolutely. I would do. Yep, because I would give Justin Fields immediate help. Yep. Immediate help. And that's because he needs a number one receiver. He doesn't really have one. You could – I mean, yeah, D.J. Moore is a good receiver, but he's not hes not wide receiver one material. I think he's a wide receiver two. He's better as a wide receiver two. He's supporting, in my mind, he's supporting cast. Uh, and Marvin Harrison Jr. would make Justin Fields a way better receiver, a way better quarterback than what, what you're seeing right now. All right, we're going to close out the show. Uh, before we do that, we're going to get some comments. In the comments section, sick diggy from Norway says, Ryan, I know you're fighting Irishman, but never fight a Welshman, especially over rugby or football slash soccer. <laughs> eh, we'll see. He uh, also <laughs> says uh, during our, this, our discussion about LeBron James and Evander Kane from the top rope, Kevin Garnett, Kobe Bryant, and Tracy McGrady all had to pay their dues and endure the growing pains of being professionals. Yep. yep. And I would argue the same thing for, I mean, hockey players have been doing it for a long time. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, uh, uh, Jersey G saying everyone trying to be like Mike. <laughs> yep, and Le- LeBron's one of them. LeBron yeah. is one of them. He mm-hmm. caught. I don't think people were gonna say he's gonna he's gonna win more titles than Michael Jordan. He, he's gonna outscore Michael Jordan, which he did. Um, he's gonna do all these original things outside Michael Jordan. But uh, a he has a Nike shoe Nike shoe contract. B he made Space Jam 2. So yeah. <laughs> and he wears number twenty three. So if yeah. there's anything, yeah. LeBron's a copycat. He's not, orig- he's, not an, he's not an original. Yeah. Uh, Jersey G also says, I was today years old when I found out his name was Kane. I never saw the name. I thought I was King. I think you're referring to Evander Kane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's thick checking in. With, in the in the wrestling announcer voice, Evander Kane with the moonsault. <laughs> and he hits the mat. Did <laughs> you hear the slap?
1: <laughs> For some reason, Sick, I read that in Tony Schiavone's voice.
0: <laughs> Dr. Lady Esquire says, I was only vaguely aware you were talking about hockey. Welcome uh, on the same. Says, gotta go. Have a great night. Uh, Dr. Too, Lady Marco. says, yeah. And Dr. Lady said, Mel Gibson, when I was trying to figure out, figure out Antonio Gibson's name, she said, Mel Gibson. Nice try. Uh,
1: <laughs> Jersey G
0: is buffering for me. Have a great night, guys. And then sick. the last coming of the night, the only thing left for LeBron to do is shave his head. Yeah, there's a I giant agree. bald spot. I
1: agree. <laughs> Watch the progression of the headband. It's pretty oh, hilarious. Headband. It's pretty that's hilarious. Cool. <laughs> for sure.
0: Embrace the and, uh, baldness,
1: LeBron. And one it more happens.
0: comment. Yeah, hey, that's that's what I did. Yeah. Uh, uh It also says, Dustin, I was thinking in Jim Ross's voice. Bob i <laughs> Bob Gowd! <laughs> That's Vander Kane's music. <laughs> yeah,
1: Jim Ross and the King, voice of the 90s. But I did watch a fair share of, uh, well, voice of wrestling, rather. But I did watch a fair share of WCW in the 90s during the Monday Night Wars. So that's why, for some reason, I think it was the moonsault, because WCW was more known for cruiserweights at the time.
0: It's true. It's true. They did. All right, folks, we got to get out of here. Before we do that, we just want to remind you about our social media channels right down here below Twitter, Instagram, the scarcely used TikTok. TikTok it's at no creds req. YouTube.com forward, uh, sorry, Facebook.com forward slash no creds req. YouTube.com forward slash at no creds req. If you're watching live or you're watching on the replay, whether it be on the No Credentials Required channel or the Belly Up Sports YouTube channel or on Rumble, please don't forget to like, comment, share, and Subscribe on the podcast side. Subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform, including Apple podcast, Spotify, Spreaker, Good Pods, wherever you podcast. Also, leave us a rating five stars would be the preferred number of stars to rate us. And if you're on a platform where you can review us, we might even read your review on the air. That's going to do it for this edition of No Credentials Required where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We're presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. Um, still up in the air as to whether or not we're going to do a Saturday brunch edition, but we'll keep you posted. Look out, look out for the socials. Again, that's why you want to follow us on the social channels. And also subscribe. And also join the Discord chat. We'd love to have you. Again, please no trolls. We'll, we, are not, we will not hesitate to bring out the band hammer and ban you. So, we're Dustin Henry, I'm Ryan McCarthy. Thank you for checking in at No Credentials Required, and we'll talk to you next time.
1: Remember, my commissioner vote is up in the air. Good night, everybody.
0: (laughs) He can be bought.